This podcast is supported by Anchor FM. If you've ever thought about doing your own podcast, then check out Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a free podcast platform that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or your tablet if you got one. I really can't recommend these guys enough. It was worth switching over from another platform. Once you set up your podcast, Anchor FM will automatically distribute it to all other platforms like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or such and such. It's very easy, very streamlined, and you can start making money immediately. Download the free Anchor app or log on to anchor.fm to get started. This is a Kitty Pod production. Welcome to CR Crime, the only podcast that tells tales of true crime as they happen right here in New York's capital region and further afield. I'm your host, Jason Bullitt, whom you may recall is also being the host of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, of which this is an offshoot. This week, we continue our three-part series on Gary Evans, the burglar-turned-serial killer who met a watery end in the Hudson River 22 years ago this month. In the last episode, we examined Evans' early life and criminal career. This week, we examine the rest of the 1980s and possibly the early part of the 90s. Prison hijinks and more murders will ensue shortly. The year 1986 began with Gary Evans being held prisoner at the Sing Sing Correctional Facility in Westchester County, just 30 miles north of New York City as the crow flies. In March of that year, Evans wrote a letter to his half-sister, Robbie, that one of the Harrington twins, Steve, had paid him a visit in prison. Steve and Gary were merely business acquaintances, quote-unquote, and not really friends, though they had known each other for years. In addition, being in the clink for several years makes one yearn for those they were forced to leave behind. Evans had started fantasizing about a former ex-girlfriend, and the surviving members of his family whom he hadn't seen in a decade and a half since leaving the capital region. Whenever he got out, Evans planned to find this unknown woman, killing anyone who would dare stand in his way, potential husband included. Remember the Hells Angels motorcycle gang from the last episode when they broke Evans out of the old Rensselaer County Jail? Well, Evans was of the mind that the gang were still out to get him after the botched release attempt of six years earlier. A counselor caught wind of this statement and thus, Evans was moved to solitary confinement for his protection. Evans also wrote Jim Horton, the investigator, complaining that the police had been holding him in prison for just a tad over two years. His release date was set for December 1987, but he was informed that it would be several months later in March of 1988. 1987 was an eventful year for Evans in the joint. While at Sing Sing, he befriended David Berkowitz, another serial killer who was nicknamed the Son of Sam for his own killing spree a decade earlier in the Big Apple. Berkowitz noted that Evans was quite a gym rat, such as the term would apply in prison, and nicknamed Evans the Great Tricep King while bonding over muscle building in the exercise yard. However, Berkowitz angered him one day when he sent him a fitness magazine 
which featured an African-American man inside one of the articles. This ignorance of Evans's racist tendencies and prejudices led to Berkowitz punnily dubbing Evans David Berserkowitz. See what he did there? As the year came to an end, Evans went into a child molester's cell and beat him pretty good by all accounts. Evans was put in solitary confinement for 15 days, which at the time was considered a lenient punishment. On March 1, 1988, Evans, age 33, was released on parole from Sing Sing. All this while the police were blind to the fact that both Michael Falco had been murdered and that the now-ripped Evans had done the deed. Once out of jail, Evans partnered up with Damian Cuomo, no relation to either the governor of New York State at the time of recording or his late father. Cuomo, age 26, was an antiques thief while Evans robbed on the side while maintaining jobs at a nursery and a local depot. This would also prove the most productive time of his criminal career. One year after his release, Evans and Cuomo were on their way to a job, red robbery, when police pulled them over. Once the trunk was open, police found the implements of murder and destruction which consisted of, but no ways limited to, three ski masks, two stun guns, a book about police scanner frequencies, a crowbar, screwdrivers, rope, several road maps of the northeastern United States, two walkie-talkies, and a partridge in a pear tree. While the cops were transfixed on the contraband, they failed to notice the stolen merchandise under the floorboards and in the car's door panels and under the trunk's carpet. Nevertheless, Evans and Cuomo were arrested for burglary and booked at the state police throughway barracks in Albany. It was also sussed out that the pair wore shoes several sizes larger so as to throw the cops off the scent. It didn't work. On September 8, 1989, Evans and Cuomo took to the road again. This time they decided to celebrate Cuomo's 28th birthday two days early with another robbery. The pair targeted a coin and antique store in Watertown a mere two hours' drive to the north, owned by Douglas Barry. After closing his store for the night, the 63-year-old Barry went to bed. It was then that Evans and Cuomo broke into the store, and when Barry woke up in the middle of the job, Evans shot him in the head with a 22 caliber Ruger shotgun, leaving a single shell in Barry's body on the floor of the store's back room. Both were in plain sight. A stranger was first arrested for the murder, but was released citing insufficient evidence. Evans and Cuomo got off scot-free, but the former sensed that the latter wouldn't be too long for this world. On the day after Christmas 1989, the pair left Evans' apartment. Cuomo would depart for the last time as Evans killed him with the same Ruger shotgun used in the Watertown robbery months earlier. It was in that robbery where Evans found out that Cuomo ripped them off because the former had gotten only $15,000, whereas he should have received more cash from the stolen goods. Instead of turning him over to the police, thus arousing suspicion, Evans instead handcuffed Cuomo behind the back and shot him in the back of the head three times. Once the job was done, Evans wrapped Cuomo's lifeless body with a shower curtain and a blanket and bundled them together with a rope. 
Evans stuffed the whole Megilla in a three-foot-wide hole he had dug with a makeshift wooden door, which he soon covered with topsoil and some brush. Cuomo was 28 years old when he died and left behind his girlfriend and mother of their child, Lisa. Soon after the murder, Evans fled to Florida once again, but this time he took Lisa with him so as to not let the police know he may have something to hide. Evans made a tale that her boyfriend, Cuomo that is, had abandoned them and fled the area of his own volition. Things got serious between Lisa and Evans as the 1990s began. That summer, 1990, Evans went west to California to see another ex-girlfriend, a woman named Stacy. This was the ex-flame from earlier in the story. The modus operandi of this trip was to steal Stacy from her husband and make overtures toward her to get her back into Evans' graces. Once in the Golden State, Evans showed up at her work and wound up arguing with her husband. Stacy made it brutally clear that she didn't want anything more to do with Evans, and he went back east with his tail between his legs. Thankfully, no one was murdered in this instance, and speaking of which, we'll discuss the last murders of Gary Evans, the robbery that led to his manhunt, and his eventual demise in the thrilling conclusion of this series next week. Join us, won't you? Thanks as always for listening to CR Crime. If you enjoyed this episode, we've got a full archive on the same fee as the Keep It To Yourself podcast, available on Anchor FM. You can also listen there as well as on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or the platform of your choice. And give us a good rating and a good write-up, five stars that is. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.